welcome to the Chicago Justice Show. I am your host, Tracy Siska. I'm also the executive director of the Chicago Justice Project. You can find out more about our work, transparency and accountability work, at chicagojustice.org. And jump right into it. Today we talk about a horrible editorial uh, in the Tribune about Mayor Lightfoot versus John Contanzaro, the mayor versus the Fraternal Order of Police. Really, really bad. Um, well, then we're going to turn to the CPD Superintendent David Brown and the organization itself guessing whether or not ShotSpotter works. They can't provide data. And if we get to it, we're going to talk about more weak Democrats folding on defunding the police. Yes, they run urban centers, but God, they fold quickly. Okay, so our first, our first segment today, we're going to talk about this Tribune editorial. Headline is Chicago Cops and Vaccine Vaccines Farce is a great media drama, but it's not worth the price of admission. This from the Tribune. Now remember, ladies and gentlemen, this is not an editorial board or a publication that is very, um, I don't even think progressive. I think they're short of retrograde, whatever you call that. This is definitely not an organization that is the best interest of Chicagoans and the best interest of underserved communities in Chicago. Um, in their hearts. This is an organization that loves white Chicago, that loves the North Side, loves pro-business, loves the loop looking beautiful and all their potted plants getting changed two, three, four times a year. They love that anything they can do, anything that can be done to make white rich people more money, the Tribune is for. I just wanted that clear as we talk about this editorial. The biggest problem, and remember this as we go through some of this, it's ahistorical. It doesn't have any context. Yes, the mayor and the police union, the mayor and the police FOP, Fraternal Order Police President John Cottonzara hate each other. The unions hated mayors forever. The mayors have not liked the Fraternal Order Police or their presidents forever. And they've been slowly but surely getting worse and worse and worse if that's um, believable, John Cotanzara being the worst rendition there. Um, so let's get into this editorial. The widespread hatred of Cotanzara on the left, which clearly, which he clearly enjoys, makes him an ideal villain in stories designated to bolster the notion that the city's police officers are part of the city's problems and not part of the solution. If they were part of the solution, crime would be way, way down if they were a major part of it. With every critical Remark against the police unions and cops in general for Lightfoot gains points with her far-left pontificators and lakefront lake elites. We'll get back to that in a minute. Always looking for ways to bash the police. Cotanzara plays the role of Cruella de Vil, a bit of central casting that, that papers over, over any and all of the complexity in this mess. Okay. Lakefront elites. Isn't that great? The Tribune Editorial are extremely rich white people. You can't get any more elite than the Tribune Editorial Board for the most part. Give me a break. Love how they distance themselves from the Tribune cares about everyday people, everyday working people. They couldn't give a crap. They don't care about the south and west sides of Chicago. They don't really cover them responsibly. They don't go and sell papers there because no one buys the Tribune and those things. They cover white Chicago and the north side. You can't get any more elite than most of the Tribune Editorial Board. But this is... If you've seen this being done with Trump and others on the right, Ted Cruz and all these 
horrible, despicable people, here we go. This is the Tribune doing the same thing. Okay, now, any context about John Catanzaro at all? None, right? Go on our website, look up John Catanzaro, search it in the news, you'll find John Catanzaro, 23 years of complaints in social media history. And what you'll find there, ladies and gentlemen, is a whole range of history on social media, just awful, hate-filled. Um, every minority group in the United States, he hates. Doesn't make a difference what it is. Hates women, unbelievably so. That's not mentioned here, right? There's no context about, well, why do people dislike John Catanzaro? I don't know. Maybe his social media posts of hating everyone in the world is part of the problem. Maybe people dislike John Conzar because he's, um, let's see, what do, I, what do I say? He supported the insurrection the day of or the next morning. Totally. I didn't see anything wrong. I don't know. People are pissed there was a stolen election. Oh, yeah. This is head of the police union backing the insurrection. So what they skip over is all the context you need to make a decision about whether or not you think John Catanzaro has any credibility, anything that comes out of his mouth. He has none about anything. He should not be, he's the epitome of what is wrong with policing. Why do I say that? Well, he, besides all his social media posts of hating every minority group, which is great, that's what you want when a guy with a gun and a badge and legal authority to arrest you and kill you if need be. You know, an, an active documented history of hate that's what you want no doubt about it now let's get back to this editorial lifehood should call up cotton czar and acknowledge the government vaccine mandates are problematic prior to the pandemic she would she should admit such a demand would have been unthinkable well yeah you know um mr editorial board because i'm sure you're a white guy writing this um Wow, the public didn't think about having to talk about vaccine mandates. First of all, the total dishonesty of that phrase, that statement there. There are vaccine mandates for all of us in America. So everyone in the editorial board, everyone at the Tribune, every single person that went to school in America has had to abide by vaccine mandates. They are not new. When you write a statement like that, you are devoid of history, devoid of what your ch children go through every day. You are lying. That is a bold-faced lie. Now, as the general public thought about having to have everyone vaccinated, no, you know why? Because the people before, all of us, have already gone through the vaccine mandate, so we don't have to have a vac an extra one added. So we've already abided by them. Now we're going to add one? Of course we are. There's a new pandemic. We have to add one to the already set of vaccines we've all had to get our entire lives in school. That would have been unthinkable. Well, no, it would have been. There's no need for one. Why are you going to add one? Oh, you're going to add one because there's a worldwide pandemic killing millions of people, 600, 700,000 in America? Oh, okay. So I can add that to the list of vaccine mandates I've already had to live up to throughout my entire life. It's a white wing lie. The Tribune is white-owned, the Tribune is white-run, the Tribune writes for white suburban people and white north side people. This is a white person uh, hates government lie. It's just a lie. Next. 
she should say there is much we can do we don't know and that all of this will remain subject to constant review and she should tell Katanzara that she understands why police officers are reluctant to capitulate to a city that does not seem to them to appreciate those who risk their lives to do their jobs ladies and gentlemen next let's decipher this if you question the police a department that killed Laquan McDonald a department now has killed Anthony Alvarez and all the people before that they have brutalized and beaten, all are wrongly convicted, all of that. If you question the government, it's great because this is what the Tribune wants. Every question the government except white people in power in Chicago, but question it. Just don't question the police. The arm of government that carries guns has the ability to restrain your liberty and kill you if necessary. Don't question them. Just be thankful they're out there doing the jobs. But the FOP, the police union, and the cops, they can question anything they want. Vaccine mandate, overwhelmingly, overwhelmingly supported throughout the country. Overwhelmingly. Everyone, most people are abiding by it. No, it's, it's, just, it's just, you know, too much we don't know. I don't know, hundreds of millions of people vaccinated, hundreds of millions of people alive and doing well. I don't know what else to tell you. This would have been different. I would feel different if this was a year ago. And this vaccine mandate was every officer had to get it as soon as it came out immediately. Within weeks. That may have been a, a bridge too far for me, even though that's probably is still legal and everything. But they've had months. They've had months to see how other people have reacted, complications, all of that. They're incredibly, incredibly safe. Mm -mm -mm -mm. Nope, still don't trust them. It's okay for the Tribune editorial and Whiteville and white extremists and the alt-right to distrust science and scientists. But it is wrong for black and brown people and the left to distrust the police. So the right-wing, alt-right, lunatic extremists, it's okay to doubt science. The left and black and brown people and the poor, it's wrong to distrust the police. How much rank hypocrisy is there? Now, what should Katanzara should say? Thank you for that, Mayor. Thank you for understanding your police officers' legitimate concerns and the desire to control their own bodies. Wait a minute. Yes, remember that one. In return, these officers are willing to acknowledge that there is a deficit of trust in the city between police officers and communities they serve and protect. And we further acknowledge that many of our citizens we serve have, have, have been forced on pain of being fired to get vaccinated by their employers, whether they wanted to or not. Okay, first, white males, the crux of this podcast. If no other point gets through to you on this podcast and this show, this should be it. It is perfectly acceptable for white males to have control over their bodies. <clears throat> Excuse me. To say what they put into it. Right, perfectly. Now, they also, so that's one thing. You notice the hypocrisy there because the Tribune is for getting rid of abortion. And so is Katanzara and all the alt-right. They're for it. So that part of female bodies, men can control. However, no one can control white men's bodies. There's no more rank hypocrisy there, is there? 
Now, talking about vaccine mania, many workers have had to get it. Yeah, it's called the free market. You love capitalism. Employers have the right to mandate what vaccines employees do or do not have. You don't have to work for them. The government, in this case, is no different than any other employer. They can mandate what vaccines employees have to take. It's called the free market, my friends. You're either pro-free market or you're against free market. But the hip hypocrites on the Tribune editorial board are only for free market when it benefits them. Right? They hate government, they hate the Democrats, but God, do they love the TIFs in Chicago where they can steal the city blind and they can change the potted plants three times all over the loop in the central business district in the north, near north side. This editorial is a joke. The editorial, Tribune editorial board's been a joke for decades. For the most part, utterly, utterly useless and completely incapable of understanding how ridiculous and hypocritical they are with almost everything they write. The Tribune stokes culture, war, culture wars, but then bemoans them. Backs corrupt white politicians like Ron and Daly and Aunt and um, whoever was our governor, the last governor who I've, I've forgotten now. You can see his face, but not his name. They bemoan the... They, they back them, but then they bemoan their corruption. And then they back them again, and then they bemoan the corruption. They back the starving of, with social cuts of black and brown communities. Every chance they get, including 50 schools by Rom, including the mental health clinics by the Tribune. And then they bemoan the violence that comes as a result. Ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you, white Chicago does not care about the violence in Chicago. They care about the violence in their communities in the central business district. As long as black and brown people were doing these things on the south and west sides, they would not care. And the answer, right, so sadly, even from black and brown politicians, is more cops, more cops, more cops, more cops. Politicians, the media in Chicago, a lot of them, a lot of the residents, unfortunately, we're clinic, are clinically insane. Why do I say that? We keep repeating the same actions over and over and over and over again, expecting different results. Textbook definition of insanity. Crimes go up, more cops. Crime goes up, more cops. Crime goes up, more cops. And we, we do nothing in the long term, but take from these communities and then bemoan the violence. It's really a sad, it's a horrible editorial. The fight between the mayor and Kanzara is not great, but this is 99% done. 99% of it is lays at the feet of BFOP. And John Kanzara, who has 50 complaints against him, is on his way to being fired, may lose his office in the FOP, but certainly won't be able to run again. He's, we're gonna talk about it either Friday or early next week about his uh, sham run, he's gonna run for mayor, right? There's a hearing going on today about whether, because he's gonna try to get a temporary restraining order against the vaccine mandate. Ladies and gentlemen, there is not a single court case 
that they're going to win or anyone's going to win around the country on the vaccine mandate. It has already gone to the Supreme Court. They, Amy Cohen Barrett, alt-right as you get, as incompetent as you get, should never be a Supreme Court justice, has already turned that down. Federal courts and federal appellate courts have already turned them down, turned them down, turned them down. You're not going to win. They're going to have to take it. And someone should ask John Catanzaro why he has no kids, because I don't think he's married. Although he has a domestic, he does have a domestic violence charge on his history and violating an order of protection. While a police officer, by the way, because he said he didn't know he couldn't, when the order of protection was up, he didn't know he couldn't call and see the person that he was, um, had an order of protection against him. Check that one out, huh? Yeah, this makes you scratch your head a little bit. This is all the making of the FOP. Kanzara should have been the first one in line saying, guys, we don't need a mandate because all our officers are going to get the vaccine except for those that are immune compromised or somehow can't get that, which we're fine with. They should have done that as first responders. That's their job. They're literally a vector for spreading COVID. God knows how many people they've had, in fact, got infected all over the city, all the residents, all their families, right? It's just the way. It's horrible. But John Cotton is incapable of leading anything else. Okay, we're going to move to our second segment. CPD guessing if shot spotter works. This technology that they, um, city is continuing to use to identify Gunshots, it's got huge problems. You can look at Vice Media. We did an article, we did a segment on it previously. We've done a few on ShotSpotter. Vice Media ripped the shit out of ShotSpotter. Their corruption identified. They're now being sued by ShotSpotter. It's going to get tossed. But this is a WGN report here. The superintendent had budget hearings, and this is one of the clips. The first one is a clip he said about ShotSpotter working. Now, understand, ladies and gentlemen, The shot spotter, the, no, let me back up. The police department has about a $1.7 billion budget. Ask yourself whenever there's a question about whether they're working or what they're doing, or, you know, they just never have data to back it up. And the data they do use is most of the time fudged, right? When they do you a crime, you know, they just got caught saying carjackings are down and they're not. And, but most of the time they don't have data. Ask yourself, why is that? What is going on that they don't have data ever to challenge these questions? It makes no sense. So what I'm about to play to you for you is a piece of the WGN. It's WGN Political Report by Paul Lisnick. This is a piece, um, for those on the podcast, this is a piece of Superintendent Brown at the city council hearing. It's only about 25 seconds. But here's him talking about why, how ShotSpotter is helping out. Remember, no data. Gunshot detecting, detection technology has saved lives in the city of Chicago. Our officers have responded and found wounded persons, applied tourniquets. Officers have responded and uh, confronted violent offenders as a result of this. If one life is... Okay. I cut it off earlier there, I think. He basically says at the end of that clip, if it saved one life, it's worth it. Ladies and gentlemen, what the superintendent is saying 
is they have now spent $50 million, or the contract's 33 and then 22, something like that. So around $50 million for a technology that they can't prove, they have no data to prove, has done a goddamn thing. It's so bad. It's like, well, if it saved one life, it's worth it. We're going to spend $50 million. That's how incompetent we are. That we're going to spend $50 million on a technology to increase the capacity of the police department. And it's going to do all of one life. We're paying $50 million to save one life. Here, guys, here's a question. Give $50,000 to 1,000 families in Chicago. That's $50 million. You will save more than one life. Pick out the most underserved families. It's mind-bogglingly dumb. What, what he said, what came out of his mouth was rhetoric, unprovable, un, unprovable, completely rhetoric, BS, because he can't stop lying. There were no facts in there. It's unbelievable that the city would spend that much money on a technology and they can't come. They know that... ShotSpotter is, is heavily criticized in the city, and they don't have any way of backing up that it works other than the superintendent saying, well, if it saved one life, it's worth it. So I think it roughly comes out to about $9 million a year. $9 million a year, ladies and gentlemen. We're spending on a technology that in three or four years that we've had it may have saved one life, they think. Or they don't really know. Here is a second clip from... The uh, from Paul Lisnick on WGN, and it basically um, it's about the shot spotter response. Now, just for the people watching the show live or watching us on YouTube, they show the superintendent. It's bad editing by WGN, so they show the superintendent, but the voice is actually of the reporter Paul Lisnick as he reads um, the statement from Shot Spotter. So the video is not good; um, it doesn't match up. But um, we're basically just looking at the audio, so pay attention to the audio. And for the podcast, it's perfect for you. A shot spotter says an independent audit shows the technology operates at a 97% accuracy rate. The company argues they deploy sensors in neighborhoods that suffer the highest levels of gun violence and say the MacArthur Justice Center study used incomplete data to paint a misleading picture. They say that just 16%. All right, sorry about that, guys. Let's try that over. See if this works. A shot spotter says an independent audit shows the technology operates at a 97% accuracy rate. The company argues they deploy sensors in neighborhoods that suffer the highest levels of gun violence and say the MacArthur Justice Center study used incomplete data to paint a misleading picture. They say that just 16% of traditional 911 calls resulted in a police report or evidence found. They say that's around the same accuracy as shot spotter technology at 17%. Now, in response to aldermanic questions about their contract with Chicago, a statement from a company spokesperson went on to say, and I quote, ShotSpotter has been in operation for 25 years, serves more than 120 cities, and has earned trust and high renewal rates from many police departments because the system is effective in helping to save lives, reduce gun violence, and make communities safer. Okay. They can't prove any of that. First of all, the audit was internal. One, so it wasn't independent. Second, 
they contractually keep control, although it should be litigated over, they keep control of a lot of the data. Three, the algorithms they use have never been independently verified and they've never really been verified by anyone, right? They're not peer reviewed. There's no peer reviewed studies of them. Those are huge problems. Vice media, Vice News, showed examples where police departments changed, police departments called ShotSpotter to change the ruling, the judgment, like some, there was a police shooting and they said, hey, um, yeah, there were five shots off the officer. Or, yeah, well, we really need you to say there's seven because we need a shot or two from the defendant, something like those numbers, and they did it, right? And then there was another one with the same thing. It was fireworks. No, we need you to say it was uh, a gunshot. And they went back post after it and changed it to support the police department that's being sued. So that's one, independent audit garbage. Second, if the police department doesn't, so if there's a shots fired call, that's what, you know, shots fired says shots fired here. And I've been on ride-alongs. They go in the areas, especially underserved areas, and there's no one there. The offender is gone. If there's a victim, they're gone. No one's answering the phone that called. All the houses are dark. Well, was there gunshots or not? If the FO, if the police doesn't, if it may have been a false alert. If the police don't know, they don't call ShotSpotter. The only way ShotSpotter marks something as un, um, as a false is if the police department then calls back. ShotSpotter says no, there was no evidence of gun violence. They don't do that. See, it, it feeds each other. The police department then doesn't have to tell the public about how many false alarms they have. And ShotSpotter gets to say we have 97% accuracy. It's really, it's really sad. The technology, can it occasionally identify gunshots? Yes. Is it anywhere near 97%? No. Is it a major increase to the police department's capacity? Not really. But we're committed to it in Chicago now, so we can't get rid of it. All right, thank you everyone for tuning in. I really appreciate it. We will talk about defund on Friday, and we're going to talk about what's going on with the FOP and their vaccine mandate more fully. Um, real quick before we leave, I just want to mention to everyone so everyone knows, today, Wednesday, the 20th of October, is the seven-year anniversary of the murder of Laquan McDonald. It is also going on right now, Rahm Emanuel's confirmation, oddly enough, what timing, to be ambassador to Japan. So please remember that when you see him get voted in because he will, because he's corrupt and they're corrupt. Um, just remember that's what's going on today, the context about everything. And this is how the city goes. All right, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. We will see you Friday morning at 9 a.m.